What's up everybody? It's Dan, Blender Boneyard, coming at you from the office, the home office. Still working on the audio, hopefully um, they're starting to sound better. We're going to get right into this one today. Um, I'm not sure how long it's going to run. It could be really short or really long. Um, <laughs> one I have not talked about before. Uh, we're going to talk about paint and bodywork and that sort of stuff. I know I've done one in the past about um, metalwork and rust repair. This one's going to be about the top coat and uh, if you have looked at our builds and over the years uh, we have done some that have very nice paint jobs. Um, and then we've done quite a few that were what you would consider a resto mod uh, or, you know, full mechanical once over, uh, decent interior, and then we don't touch the paint at all. So, um, you know, we, we don't really, we don't do a ton of full paints. Uh, we definitely don't paint in-house. Uh, that's something we leave to a professional um you know we contract out all of our paint jobs um just because i don't have the facility to do it and um i honestly i don't have the expertise to do it good enough that i would consider you know charging someone for it so i've painted a few rigs myself um but like i said it's not uh, something i would charge money for because I would feel bad but we're going to talk about uh, some various paint jobs so um, you know basic stuff about paint a lot of paints um, you know they're not um, they react with each other You'll sometimes you'll see people try and spray paint over the top of another paint and they'll get fish eye or they'll get wrinkles or they'll be able to take a blower and just blow the paint off after it's dried on there. And so there has to be compatibility in what you're doing. So that's why it's important to um, make sure you're working with chemicals that are compatible, you know, or like some people do, they take it all the way back down to bare metal and then start with a primer uh, that they know is compatible with their paint. Uh, that way you're just 100% certain you know what you're getting. Um, so you have to know what you want to do. You'll need to know what you're working with. Um, you know, a lot of times a rattle can paint is... Uh, pretty compatible with a lot of stuff. Uh, you know, it's usually an enamel. Um, couple, you know, I think Krylon. Krylon is its own animal. Um, I think we tried to shoot Krylon on something once before and it just, it took, it, it didn't work out very well. I think there's something in Krylon. 
I don't know what it's chemically made of. Um, I just know that it didn't work good for us. So we don't normally use Krylon for anything. Um, you know, but if you're going to do a rattle can paint job, you can still make a decent paint job. It just comes down to your prep. Uh, like everything in, in life, you know, good welds, uh, your body work, um, you know, rebuilding a transmission, that kind of stuff. It just comes down to prep and, um, and you know, how well you set yourself up for a good job. So, you know, making sure that your old paint is roughed up at the bare minimum. You need to, you know, rub the whole rig down with, you know, red scotch right to rough up the old paint um, and make sure that it's clean, 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 you know, degrease it, wipe it down, degrease it again, use some different degreasers to get different kinds of, of chemicals off of it and then use like a final wipe, um, you know, there's various names for them, final prep or whatever um, that you would use before you actually shot shot the rig. But, um, you know, it kind of goes without saying, if you're gonna do paint, you know, make sure that you've got decent masking tape or that you've pulled, you know, pull your lights, pull your door handles, you know, pull all the trim, that kind of stuff. It's just gonna make for a better paint job in the end. If you try and mask over everything, it's undoubtedly you're gonna get, you know, you're gonna miss stuff. It's going to be obvious if you're just looking for quick and dirty then sure go ahead and put cardboard over your windows and and just paint around everything but if you really you know you want something that's sort of decent you're probably going to want to remove the trim and that kind of thing so that being said um make sure your paint is prepped make sure you you know no oil free dirt grease dirt, anything stuck to it. And then you're going to want to hit it with a scotch bright or something, you know, rough it up, um, steel wool, whatever. And then you're going to wipe it down again with your final wipe, final prep. And then you're going to go to shooting. Um, you know, a lot of guys just put rattle can right over the top of the previous paint. Um, if you have multiple colored panels, you know, let's say you've got a green fender and a white door and a green quarter panel, and you want to shoot the whole thing, I don't know, yellow, the white door is going to throw off your paint shade um, just enough that it will be noticeable. So if you have multiple colored panels, your best bet is to paint the whole thing in a, another color that's not your desired color um, just so that you can get it all the same color um, primer you know if you want to throw uh, epoxy primer over the whole thing um, I don't know like I said it's got to be compatible with what you're working with or you're gonna be able to just blow it off so you know, it, it's sometimes your best bet is just to go with like, you know, traditional gray etching primer or red oxide primer. 
something like that that you can, you know, put down that seems to be compatible with most things that then you can top coat with your with your desired color. Uh, you know, and then same thing, if you've got Bondo, if you have put a bunch of filler into it, that stuff soaks up paint like crazy. So a lot of times with Bondo, you'll need some sort of sealer or sealer primer. Um, you know, I don't know all the numbers, you know, it's 4K and 2K and, and that kind of shit. I don't, I don't know it. Uh, like I said, paint and body is not my deal. And I'm sure some of you guys are screaming at your radio right now, but, um, yeah. So the Bondo, if you use filler, make sure you, you know, use a sealer on it so that it doesn't, uh, soak up your primer and your paint and make weird fuzzy spots or whatever. Um, so, you know, throw down your, your top coat. Uh, if you're using rattle cans, I suggest that you try and do everything the same, you know, buy a case of them. Uh, don't just buy four because I guarantee you won't do your whole rig with it. Um, you know, buy a case, make sure they all stay about the same temperature, make sure that you try and shake them up all about the same so that you can just get, you know, the most uniform paint job. Uh, if you're painting outside, uh, which a lot of you do, especially with rattle can, wet the, wet the dirt down, wet the ground down so that you're not kicking up dust. Um, try and do it in the uh, early morning, uh, like after the dew has burned off, but before the bugs come out real bad. Definitely do not paint under the lights like fluorescent lights or outdoor, you know, halogen lights. I did that once. <laughs> I painted a scout um, with the next step above rattle cam, which we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, and I had bugs stuck all over it. It was um, disappointing. Uh, you couldn't tell unless you were, you know, right up there looking at it, but it's still, I had you know, mosquitoes, <laughs> moths and shit stuck to this paint job. And uh, I yeah, should not have painted it at night, but that's what happens. Um, so, you know, that's your basic rattle can stuff. You know, get some, you know, wet the dirt down so you're not making dust. Paint it as quickly as you can, as uniformly as you can, with the same color over, you know, a same base color. Uh, don't get, you know, be patient, let it cure for a day, um, before you start touching it or trying to put stuff back together. Uh, you just don't want to, um, you know, do something that, uh, you're going to regret. So, uh, if you're ready to tackle something slightly more professional, if you want to call it that, you can buy implement paint from Napa or other hardware stores. Uh, it's cheap. It's like 40 bucks a gallon. And then you got to buy a little bottle of, um, reducer because a lot of times it's not, you know, you can't just shoot it right out of the can. So you need a jug or reducer. And then if you really want to get fancy, you get some hardener and 
the hardener is really important for how the paint lays down. Um, it, it makes it durable, but it also makes it a little more flat, not flat, um, smooth, smooth and shinier. Uh, I shot a Scout with International Red, you know, from Napa, with the reducer, and I shot it with a Harbor Freight paint gun, and it um, it came out pretty well, actually. Um, I was surprised. It did. It was a pretty respectable paint job for, you know, somebody who hadn't painted much before. Like I said, it was a Harbor Freight gun. It was some $40 Napa implement paint, which is a um, hardened enamel already. So it's a fairly durable paint, um, kind of a semi-gloss when it came out. Um, I didn't use very much of the hardener because it was already hardened paint. But um, I do know that if I had tried a little bit, I probably could have shined it up with a buffer, you know, cut and buff on it and maybe got it to shine a little more, but I was just um, looking for a uniform color. So I believe I shot that over the top of etching primer, not uh, epoxy primer. And um, there was some Bondo in there that we had put some filler primer over the top of and sanded out. So um, again, with that, that scout, it was just, it was a ton of prep. You know, we pulled all the fittings or, you know, pieces and trim and, um, you know, masked everything really good and then sanded the bejesus out of it. And, you know, uh, one thing I'll say about sanding is, you know, if you've got a lot of filler and, or you're doing like a skim coat and then you're trying to bring it back to flat, you know, you start out with your rough, you know, 80 grit to just knock down the high spots of your Bondo. And then you go to like 120 and then usually like 220 grit, um, is generally, um, fine enough for a primer and then to shoot over the top of that generally. Some people like to go a little finer um, if you're shooting with, you know, fancy paint and stuff like that. But I seem to have pretty good luck with 220. Um, and so, you know, after, like I said, after you've sanded it, make sure that it is clean, uh, you know, blow it off, wipe it down, use a tack cloth to make sure all the dust is gone, uh, you know, then wipe it down with the final wipe, final prep, whatever. And then, you know, go ahead and, and shoot your, shoot your primer and shoot your um, top coat. And then, you know, some guys will shoot, you know, like, I guess the term is base coat, clear coat. And, uh, you know, that's what gets the shine that everybody loves. Um, but, you know, clear coat, you end up with a you know, orange peel or whatever, and that has to get cut and buffed out. And so, you know, there can be, like I said, the fancier the paint job, the more work there is 
all around. It's not just um, how well you lay it down. It's all the the other stuff that has to happen, and you know. And then again, you know, it comes down to the type of materials you use, the kind of gun that you're shooting with, um, you know, and all of your stuff, your air pressures, your room temperature, the airflow. You know, if you're going to shoot, you know, I shot the implement paint truck in a garage that we just hung um, plastic from the rafters down to the floor and made like a homemade paint room and then ran a box fan out the bottom of the garage door to make like a downdraft paint room and uh, you know like I said it came out okay uh, it was definitely better than it was before but you know, that's far cry from professional. So, you know, there's a lot of factors that go into into shooting like that that can change the outcome of the paint job. Um, and like I said, don't, you know, try and do everything in one day and with the same mixture, you know, when you're mixing your paints and your reducers and stuff, if you're off by a little bit, it can change the color of the paint. It can change, you know, the way it lays down. So, you know, try to get as good a coverage as you can. Try and make sure that your mixtures are spot on. Try and make sure that the temperature is the same. Air pressure coming out of the gun is the same. That you have good, clean air no water, no, you know, oil or anything like that. You want clean, clean air, um, you know, and then just being smooth, laying it down correctly, uh, just that kind of thing. So just, um, you know, like I said, it's, it's prep and following through and, you know, it doesn't matter if you're shooting with $40 uh, Napa implement paint or a thousand dollar a quart house of color you know custom paint it is still the amount of prep and your you know the effort you put into it is what determines how good the job is coming out so um you know that being said that's that's kind of the gist of paint um but we'll talk about some other coatings here You get like um, the poor 15, uh, you know, the rust encapsulator. Yeah, everyone paints their frames with it, you know, and it's all shiny and black and it, you know, it looks like a real heavy coat of paint. I don't like it. I have had more than my share of scouts come through the shop that have had that on there and it's peeling off, it's flaky, it just falls off and you hit it with the hose. And you know, underneath it's rusty and it's not doing what it advertised to do. So I really am not a fan of it. I personally haven't installed it myself. Um, you know, like I said, these rigs that come in, these guys swear like, oh, I follow the directions exactly. And that's, you know, and it's falling off. So. I'm not sure I would have any better results. So we just don't do that. Um, 
when we're doing our frame off restorations, everything gets powder coated. Um, I prefer powder coat to anything, you know, you spray on. So, um, and it's really not that much more. It's crazy. You know, we can have a frame sandblasted and powder coated for about $400. And uh, the amount of time it would take to prep a frame and then paint it, you know, and we'd have to do it. We do have a paint room, but it's not, you know, a legit paint room. It's just, it's a shipping container with vents, vents in it and heater, but it's still, you know, to do it in there and pay my guy to do it for one of my employees to do it, it would be, you know, the same. So powder coat being as durable as it is, that's what we go with on our, our restorations. Um, you know, not restorations, just, you know, resto mods or repair jobs. We just use rattle can, you know, just good old rustoleum in a gloss black or whatever. And, you know, you clean the frame wherever you're working, you clean it good and prep it and hit it with some gloss black and call it good. Um, but on restoration, it gets powder coat. Uh, another thing that gets shot a lot is um, sound deadening stuff. You know, there's a couple of products. We like to use the lizard skin uh, for sound deadening. And there's a lizard skin for heat as well. Uh, it's got a ceramic, like ceramic fibers in it or something that is good for heat dissipation. So, you know, a lot of times you get a layer of the sound deadener and a layer of the ceramic and then we top coat that with a Raptor liner, which is a hard bed liner. Uh, it's a two-part chemical. It's not water-based or any of that bullshit. I don't trust water-based uh, chemicals that are meant to prevent rust. Like it just doesn't make sense to me that you're putting water onto stuff that you don't want to rust. But um, on our jobs that you know maybe aren't full restos or whatever, or their metal repairs that need to be top coated. We'll put the, we'll put primer down and uh, Raptor says they want etching primer down first. So we throw etch primer down and then um, shoot the tubs with the Raptor. Uh, and again, like I said, it's a hard bed liner type material. Um, it's not grippy like Line-X is, but it, um, it's very hard, very durable, and good at protecting the metal. So um, we use a lot of that and uh, figure on, you know, the kits, it comes in gallon, or I'm sorry, four quarts. Four quarts is a gallon if you're in America. And uh, I have found time and time again that you need about six quarts if you're going to do a scout tub from firewall to tailgate to do it right uh, to get the best coverage or good you know good coats and all that you need about six quarts just to be safe um, I've done it with four quarts and I'm not happy I end up with thin spots and it dries weird and you just it's just not good so um, I really recommend you get a kit and a half or you know two full kits and go from there so um you know but the bed liner is the same thing you got to prep it really good 
um, make sure you're, you sand your bed, sand the, whatever you're doing, make sure it's clean and dry and no grease, no oil and dirt, and but it's roughed up and gives that material something to grab a hold of. So if you throw etching primer down first, like you're supposed to, you'll need to, you'll need to rough that up. You'll have to hit it with just, like I say, red Scotch-Brite um, and not too hard. You don't want to rub through your fresh primer. Um, just you got to scratch all that primer up so that the bed liner has something to grab a hold of. So once you got it roughed up, you clean it, wipe it down again, blow everything out, make sure it's good, and then you go to shooting the, the bed liner. Uh, and you know, generally it sticks pretty well when you do it like that. Um, we've had a lot of success. We like to use the Raptor on all the hard tops, you know, Scout 2, Scout 800 tops, um, because it's tintable. And so we get this white, uh, white Raptor or white tint for our Raptor and we shoot those tops and it really comes out great. It really looks nice. It's durable. It's good sound, sound barrier. Uh, and it just, like I said, it's tough and it holds up good. So, um, you know, I recommend you guys look into the Raptor for, you know, doing your tops and stuff like that. I do not, and I repeat, do not recommend you shoot your entire scout in bedliner. Uh, it just makes it so much harder to work on later if you have to do body work or you get into an, uh, something, you, you know, crush a quarter panel and you want to replace a quarter panel. It's so much harder to work on. It adds an incredible amount of weight to the truck um, that you don't need to add. And it just looks kind of dumb, in my opinion. You know, having a whole rig that looks like a, I don't know, wrinkled nutsack, it's just not cool. Um, the only reason we do it on the tops is because it kind of uh, simulates the fiberglass tops that the travelers had. And so uh, I think it looks good in just the tops, but when you're doing the whole rig, it just doesn't look right. So that's my two cents on that. So anyway, that is all of my advice today for paint, uh, paint and body. I know it wasn't much, but hopefully it was something. You got a nugget or two out of it. Uh, and I'm sure I'll hear about it if I didn't get it right. So anyway, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, until next time, I'm Dan for Binder Bone Yard. <laughs>